Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Edwin. We have been having a hard time keeping our conversations in the time frame. So, no playful banter. Would you read Psalm well, 69? I just, I just think that that shows an awareness. I've been mean, doing this for three years, but I think it's healthy that you admit it today. <laughs> uh, but I will not admit that on Sunday. Let's not go there. Psalm, Psalm 69. 69 from the New International Version. For the director of music, to the tune of Lilies of David, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause. Those who seek to destroy me, I am forced to restore what I did not steal. You know my folly, O God. My guilt is not hidden from you. May those who hope in you not be disgraced because of me. O Lord, The Lord Almighty, may those who seek you not be put to shame because of me, O God of Israel. For I endure scorn for your sake, and shame covers my face. I am a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. For zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who insult you fall on me. When I weep and fast, I must endure scorn. When I put on sackcloth, people make sport of me. Those who sit at the gate mock me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But I pray to you, O Lord, in the time of your favor, in your great love, O God, answer me with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mire. Do not let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me, from the deep waters. Do not let the flood waters engulf me, or the depths swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, out of the goodness of your love. In your great mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Come near and rescue me. Redeem me because of my foes. You know how I am scorned, disgraced, and shamed. All my enemies are before you. Scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For comforters, but I found none. They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. May the table set before them become a snare. May it become retribution and a trap. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. For they persecute those you wound and talk about the pain of those you hurt. Charge them with crime upon crime. Do not let them share in your salvation. May they be blotted out of the book of life and not be listed with the righteous. I am in pain and distress. May your salvation, O God, protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hoofs. The poor will see and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts live. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise the captive people. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. Then people will settle there and possess it. The children of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell there. I caught a difference in that NIV 
that I have to tell you, I, I'm, I'm really sad they made the change. Go, read what it says in verse 29. I am in pain and distress. May your salvation, O God, protect me. May your salvation, O God, protect me. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, almost all the other translations, and of course I don't know Hebrew, but I, I think that really very literally is set me on high. Set me up on high. Which I, the reason, I'm, yeah, okay, yeah, it's talking about protection and that's fine. But now we've missed the great contrast of I'm sinking deep. Right. Your salvation will set me on high. Yeah. So I think I think not a really good choice on that one. But yeah. uh, still, you know, beautiful, beautiful psalm in each of these translations. I, I wanted to pay attention, though, to a contrast, and I admit while you were reading, I, I got a little distracted, so I'm just going to ask you to read two verses for me again. Sure. If you would read verse 13. All right, in verse 13, it says there, but I pray to you, O Lord, in the time of your favor and your great love, O God, answer me with your sure salvation. Okay, now read verse 17. Verse 17, do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Okay, so the ESV in verse 17, make haste to answer me. Make haste. Or that that NIV, answer me quickly. Yeah, in the the New King James, it says, hear me speedily. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Hurry up. So so here's why this this came to my attention. I've I've enjoyed this week looking at the various uses of the psalm in the New Testament about Jesus. I really thought maybe all of our conversations would be about that. I know we'll get back to that tomorrow because, of course, on Friday we always find Jesus in the psalms. And there's still more Jesus to find in this psalm. Oh, yes, there is. But I just, this contrast between verse 13 and verse 17 just grabbed my attention. I I think it's kind of funny. Mm. And yet, it's I think it's something that I struggle with. I think a lot of us struggle yeah. with. Because in verse 13, if you pick up on what he's saying, Lord, in your good time, in the time of your favor, at a time that's acceptable to you. Which, by the way, that is the same phrase there that's used in Isaiah 49 and verse 8 that talks about at the appropriate time, ah. salvation, you know, an acceptable time, and then Paul uses that mm-hmm. in uh, in Corinthians, Corinthians. To, to talk about. But today is the day of salvation. He, he's he's using Isaiah forty nine, but it's the same kind of phrase. Oh. But it's the idea that God, in your time, on your timetable, when it when it most suits you, when it most suits your plans, do this. Mm-hmm. And I am just, in fact, I guess what caught my attention was as I'm reading different students and commentators on this, they're all highlighting, oh, look at how great David is here because he is just, he's willing to wait on the Lord. He's mm-hmm. willing to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And whenever the Lord sends his, his deliverance and his rescue, David is just, just ready. But I remembered, but wait a minute, wait. Oh yeah, there it is in verse 17. But you know, could you do it quickly? <laughs> so, so, I'm Lord in your good time. Give me patience, Lord. Yeah. But make it quick. But make it quick. Give me deliverance, Lord, in your time, in your time. Could you please make your time today? <laughs> I began uh, sort of looking at, into patience then in the New Testament, <laughs> keying in on this idea. And and by the way, I, I think you're right. Um, we look at time differently than the eternal being. Yes. Uh, a day with the Lord is a thousand years. A thousand years is one day. And I don't believe that is a code to figure out the end times of the Lord's return. No, it is not. It is an expression that does emphasize God sees time differently than we do. He experiences uh, it differently. And he experiences it differently. And that's as it should be with an eternal being and a creator outside of his creation. Having said that, patience is something that uh, is modeled for us. We're taught about. I think it's interesting in Romans chapter 15 
and verse number five, that our God is called the God of patience. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. That there is something about patience that we learn from God, and maybe it is that other perspective uh, that the immediate is not always the appropriate. The immediate is not always the best. Well, think about this. When we recognize that God experiences time differently from us, and he doesn't look at it the same way we look at it, one of the dangers from our perspective, or or one of the concerns from our perspective is, well, time is a really big deal for me. Right. And and having to go through this for another day, another week, another year, I, I can hardly fathom it. I'm not sure that I can I can face it. I'm not sure I can deal with it. But I but I know I serve a God who's like, I mean, year, day, thousand years, you mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. it's all the same to me. It's mm-hmm. it's no big and so there there is that idea. Okay, but I want to call out to God, remember remember how I face time. <laughs> so <laughs> so I am trying really hard to submit myself to your time and your timetable, but please remember mine. Remember Remember how I'm facing this, and please act quickly, because, man, it hurts, and I'm just having a really, really hard time. Could you do something quickly? I mean, but, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust your timetable, but could you please do it quickly? Well, you know, in Romans 15 and 5, he is the God of patience, but he's also the God of comfort. And there's a blessing there that the Lord will comfort us and do this through his scriptures and through what was written aforetime. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5, then we see a blessing again, a commendation from the apostles. Apostle Paul, now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Uh, He is the God of patience in Romans 15, and now we have the patience of Christ. And I think about that in light of, of course, Psalm 69, where we just see Jesus all over this uh, psalm, that he had times when he prayed for the Lord uh, and prayed even uh, for God's deliverance, I think about in the garden, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And uh, when that was not the will of God, not my will, but thy will be done, he was going to suffer terrible things, and he'll have to suffer those things patiently. Yes. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. That's in Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. And of course, that comes on the heels of the statement you just referred early, referred to earlier about the day as a thousand years, a thousand years as a day, Second Peter 3, verse 8. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done in it will be exposed. So here in Psalm 69, we have this contrast of, and of course, David, as he's thinking about deliverance, is probably not thinking in terms of eternal salvation, yeah, but thinking in terms of you know the particular scenario that he's in. I get that, but it becomes a model for us as we think about our salvation and our eternal salvation. And it's it's the issue of I'm going through stuff right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. I'm not sure if I can survive this. I'm not sure if I can stay faithful through this for another day, for another week, for another year, for a decade. I just don't think I can do that. So, Lord, I'm, I'm submitting to your timetable, but please make it quick. But here, as Peter talks about it, there is the recognition that 
okay, we're asking for salvation quickly, mm-hmm. but the patience of God is itself a means of salvation because I think not only about my own salvation, but the salvation of others. Yeah. And uh, especially when we're thinking about this ultimate salvation, if God were to bring that judgment and deliverance immediately, then then anyone who is away from him right now is just lost. And he's, he's awaiting in order to draw them in, just as he waited long enough to draw you and me in. Amen. And the signs and symbols of the book of Revelation in the 14th chapter, it is the saints that are held up as an example to us of patience. Uh, In Revelation 14, there's a picture of God's judgment coming upon all those who would uh, take the mark of the beast and uh, apostatize in that way, apostatize, fall short. (laughs) fall away. But uh, notice in Romans, excuse me, Revelation 14 and verse 12, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. That there is a learning of the patience in suffering persecution and suffering hardships, but enduring. And yet there's a promised rest for the patient. Mm. So there's a patient of God, patient in Christ, the patience of the saints. Yes, absolutely. And so, again, I get it. We struggle. We struggle. We know we're waiting on the Lord's timetable. I, I'm just so glad to find this psalm where we actually have <laughs> recorded somebody having this exact same struggle that we have today. I want to wait on the Lord's timetable, but man, Lord, would you please make it today? It does remind me, just real quick, yeah. of my favorite prayer that I've ever heard re- written. Uh, it's attributed to Ole Hallisby. It's talking about someone who is ill, and it's, Lord, if it'll bring you glory, heal them quickly. If it'll bring you more glory, heal them slowly. If it will bring you yet more glory, let them linger in their illness. But if it will bring you the most glory, please take your servant home. And that, that's, that's a prayer that I want to pray, and it's often, and, and when I do pray it, I often follow it up with, and Lord, please, please let me really mean that, because really what I want is for you to do it quickly, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, yeah. it's a struggle, I'm not gonna it's hard. Call, I'm not going to call you to my hospital bed. <laughs> You know, if you're not wanting to go to heaven, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. and speaking of prayers, we should probably go ahead and wrap up. Holy God, thank you so much. We praise you and magnify you, and we're very thankful that you do respond, and you do respond in a good time. And while we are caught up in our moment and, and we want you to respond quickly, please, please help us to have the patience that we've talked about today, the endurance, the perseverance, knowing that your patience really does mean salvation and deliverance, that you will respond at the best time. And so, Lord, we ask for your grace and mercy and strength. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. 
Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I sink in the mire. Ah, that didn't take long. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh.